stripes, we are healed. Okay, wow, wow. So a couple pieces with that, that was prophetic at that point in time. Because Isaiah, before Jesus came on the scene, but he was speaking prophecy regarding what was going to happen. That means he's calling it forth before Jesus even comes to the earth, that when Jesus goes through these things, one of the things, one of the benefits that comes with the stripes that he took, and y'all remember that because we did that last series, all those stripes, all, all those 400 plus stripes that he took, 30, it was 39, but each one had the 12 throngs. So we know each one that ripped from his skin, each one of those was for our healing. That's awesome. He took that specifically including our healing. Amen? But at this point in time, he's calling it forth prophetically. Okay, now let's that being the case. Now let's look at our, our companion scripture. Boom. 1 Peter 2.24. 1 Peter 2.24 in the Amplified Class Version. Now this was done after Jesus had already come on the scene and had died, buried, and rose again, and had ascended up to the right hand of the Father. So that means this is way past when Isaiah spoke. Isaiah spoke it prophetically. Now let's see what God was speaking through first through Peter. All right, he personally talking about Jesus again. He personally bore our sins in His own body on the tree, which is uh, symbolic of the cross, actually, as on an altar, and offered Himself on it. That we might die, cease to exist to sin, and live to righteousness by his wounds, you have been healed. Huh. Okay, so this, so in, in Isaiah was speaking prophetically that when Jesus comes and he experiences these things, you're going to be healed. And then Peter later on says, once Jesus comes, it says that in between that time Jesus came, did all he had to do, ascend up to the right hand. Part of it was he took the stripes. Now, Peter is saying, hey, speaking back to Isaiah, but now this has already happened. By your stripes, you have been healed. Wow. So that means, guess what? We're healed. Hmm. Okay. But I know, but I still, there may have been times I got a cold last week. Well, I know somebody else as a Christian that got, you know, had a broken arm two weeks ago. Hmm. So one of the things we have to get from this, that God's going to explain in this series is, we have to embrace this part. This is spiritual, and this has to be by faith. So this scripture refers to both things God keeps from us. Does that make sense? Because we don't know all the sickness and disease that could have come upon us that didn't. You know what I mean? And if anything attacks our bodies, we have the right to say we're already healed. So we're operating from a place of already being healed. That means you got a cold, you got the flu, uh, COVID or whatever, broken arm, that you can pray that because you're already healed, that God removes those from your already healed body. So let's embrace the fact that I am, let's, let's, remember we went through the series before about verbally charging our destiny. We don't want to speak that we're sick. Now, we're not getting weird. Don't get me wrong. You've got a cold, you got a cold. But what we're saying is, but I'm, but from a faith perspective, I'm healed. So I believe in God's going to remove the cold or the flu or whatever it is from my already healed body. Does that make sense? Because we're already healed. So we don't want to embrace, I'm sick, I'm this. Because then that's a noose around your neck. And then how long will it take? Amen. So let's make sure we're getting it. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. All right. Now, God's objective with this, for this lesson. And this whole series actually is to get us to a place where we understand that God wants you healed. That God wants you healed. It is God's desire that we walk around 
in a healed state. Why is that? Because he, if you go back to the purpose that we exist, is to glorify him. And one of the things he wants us to do is to advance his kingdom of God. Well, you know, it's challenging if, if you're laying up in the bed with the flu. Now, don't get me wrong, we, we, we in technology now, right? We can send a text while the person may have the flu. So you can still do some ministry while you're there. But, you know, God's best is supposed to be, you know, you're walking around, feeling good, feeling better, be able to. You know, if you're a little kid, do jumping jacks or play basketball or if you're an adult, do whatever. Does that make sense? All right. He wants us healed. He wants us healed. But let's look at some proof text, all right? Let's, let's go forward. All right, so now, today we're going to be, this is a series, so today we're going to be laying down some foundation concepts and answering some questions because I know there may be questions out there in terms of can God heal or can God remove things from people's already healed body? You got to understand, it operates by faith. Let's look at some foundation concepts. We're going to get to some of these today. First concept is we have to understand, let's start real basic and understand the Bible is truth. Yeah. We have to really start there because if, if we embrace that part, then we understand that the things that are written in there are truth. Well, that's not just, not just because Pastor Mike said, let's look at what the word says. we got to embrace it. The Bible is truth. When we said, said before, I know a lot, of, a lot of people say today, oh, it's your truth or my truth. No, no, no. There's only one truth. That's the word of God. Everything else is my opinion or or whatever they say. But this, this is truth. Everything else is something short of it. All right? The Bible is truth. Let's look at some proof text. 2 Samuel 7 28. 2 Samuel 7 28, Amplified Classic. And now, the Lord God, you are God, and your words are truth. And you have promised this good thing to your servants. So we see that God's words are truth. Okay, wow, wow. Okay, exactly. I also says God's not a man, he's a lie. That's right. The only thing that comes out of him is only truth. Our, the Bible that we utilize is God breathed. It's inspired by God. Amen? All right, let's look at John 17 and 17, Amplified Classic again. Sanctify them, referring to us. Sanctify them, purify, consecrate, separate them from the for separate them for yourself. Make them holy. That's talking about those who choose to receive Jesus our Lord and Savior by the truth. Your word is truth. All right, that's just two sample scriptures that say the Bible is truth. I said, we're doing real foundation because we got to, because when we get this, we're doing building blocks. So we got to start first with understanding the Bible is truth. Very, very important. Very, very important. Okay? All right, another foundation concept. Just because of either your past experience or someone you may have known that experienced some, some sickness in their body doesn't negate the Bible being true. Right, right. That's right. We got to get that, even if we're Christians. Because, you know, we may have, you know, we may have had uh, the coronavirus two weeks ago, okay? Or you may know somebody that had a broken arm or someone that had transitioned. When I say transition, we're talking about going to sleep, okay? Going, I eat, die. Even though we may have experienced that or seen that happen, does it take away from God's word being true? We can't elevate our experiences or things we see above the truth. That's right. Even though even our visual, quote-unquote, factual reality might say one thing. But, you know, there's laws out there saying that men should be with men and women should be with women. That's, that's a reality that we see. That, so, but, and, and that people kill. We see that. We see people doing the weed and the CBD. We see all these things, right? Is that true? Just because we see it? 
So we have to hold these things up to say, all right, does that reach the level? Now, with all these things, we always, as believers, we got to show love. Because guess what? We, we still messed up two days ago from the pulpit yes. in the back door. Yes. Uh, God just brought up a couple of examples, but guess what? It's all about love right. and helping people connect. So if you're in some of that stuff, praise the Lord. I don't mean you out of it. That means God wants to speak to your heart about connecting with Jesus so you can get those things out. But guess what? We all got stuff we're working on. That's right. Pull <laughs> to the back door. You got me? So I'll just be honest with you. So you start listening to all the stuff we messing with, we'd we be here all day. But God, in his love, it's like we got to show love to people to help us to get out of things. Does that make sense? We don't want to embrace the stuff we we deal with. We got to continue to grow and develop. Amen? So, but that being the case, that doesn't take away the fact that God's word is true just because we see experiences. All right? Let's look at Romans 3, 3 through 4, New King James Version. For what if some did not believe? Will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? Say, look, just because some people don't believe, and you can take it, put any principle in there, don't believe in healing, don't believe in uh, love, don't, don't believe. No, so does, because that's the case, should that make God's word less than? Oh, certainly not. Indeed, let God be true, and every man be a liar. Whoa, that's kind of strong. Say, all right, look, we're going to hold God's word up, and anything that falls short of that is a lie. That doesn't mean that, that man is trying to intend to be a liar, but the reality is if it's not God's word, he or she may not know yet. Does that make sense? But anything short of that is an opportunity for us to embrace something that's demonic. Because if it ain't God, it's demonic. You got it? That being the case, we don't want to embrace false teachings and the things out there in the world because that's not truth. It may feel good. It may even look good. Look. There are other religions out there that at face value look good. The Muslim faith looks kind of good. And they got their sharp bow ties and, and they got some things going on. And you can name some probably some positive things for another religion. But the truth is there's only one way to God. Amen. Well, one, there's only one true living God. And there's only one way to him. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And those other religions, they acknowledge the fact that Jesus existed. They all, they all agree that at least Jesus existed. Now, some of them call him something different. But if he wasn't a man, why don't you put him in your, in your scriptures or whatever you call those things? So my point is saying that is we, we can't let other things impact us to say, the Bible is the truth, and we need to come up to it, not break it down to us. Right. Got it? Okay. Now, another foundation concept. Those experiences that we may have experienced or other people, it may have been from some of these pieces. Either people not knowing, or now we're just talking about healing, but you can put any principle on there, any issue. They may not have known about uh, the Bible with regards to healing, or they may have known about it and chose not to believe. Or they may have known and just chose not to apply in faith. Because there, there are Christians who know about it and they just choose not to engage in uh, the faith process or engage in wanting to allow God to remove issues from the already healed body. That could be a choice. And then also, when we learn this in our faith series, it could be that that person made an internal choice that's just not our preference. 
Some people, if they are on the point where they are potentially about to transition, and a lot of times, especially by family members or our close friends, people in the body of Christ, we want them to stay. That's kind of like our peace. But they may have had a glimpse. I don't like Stephen and said, you know what? Wouldn't mind staying here, but I wouldn't mind going to be with the Lord. That's their choice. We learned before, we can't override a person's will. So they may have chosen that. That's not our preference because, you know, we want them to stay. But if given a chance to, to be with Jesus and no more illnesses in our body or whatever, but we got to understand that. So that may have been some of those pieces that doesn't take away from the Bible being true. Now, some more foundational concepts. Let's look at some proof text. Matthew 22 and 29. Like I said, to one of them, you may not have known. Jesus answered them and said to them, Ye do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. So we said in the prior screen, they may not have just known. They may not, they may not have known that you know, God can heal. Alright? So, but it doesn't, but the error is on the fact that they may not have known. Does that make sense? It doesn't make the word of God wrong. Hosea 4 and 6 a lot popular scripture, you know, people perish for a lack of knowledge, right? So, so one thing we have to do as believers is continue to grow in learning more about the word of God. Yes, it's fine that you don't know every single scripture from Genesis to Revelation right now. That's okay. God's not getting on you, but he's about your heart is wanting to grow. Like we said before, take some time each day to learn, you know, learn a couple of scriptures. Once you understand how to learn them, then do them. And take some more time and learn some more another day. Right? You don't have to, you have to learn, learn them all today or tomorrow. Right? Just take your time. Just have the heart of wanting to just grow and develop. All right? Don't, there's, no, there's no rush to learn all the scriptures by tomorrow. Okay? Because then we don't get, want to get it up here. We want to get it in our heart. So take your time. Study. I'd rather you study the one or two sentences and apply those before rushing to, to learn everything. And just have it up here and not actually apply. Does that make sense? All right. Now, let's look at some more proof text. Deuteronomy 30, 15 and 16, 15 through 16, also verse 19, New Living Translation. Now listen, today I am, uh oh, this goes to that whole, they may have chose not to. All right? Ah, peace. This is proof text, but they may have chose not to. Today, this is God speaking, today I am giving you a choice between life and death between prosperity and disaster. This is God speaking. Yes. For I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to keep his commands, decrees, and regulations by walking in his ways. If you do this, it's a condition, because, you know, you choose not to. If you do this, you will live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you and the land you are about to enter and occupy. This is all about a choice being presented. Life God is about, he could have easily, God is sovereign. He could have made, let's just take the, the, the most important thing to God, which is us receiving his son as, his Lord, as our Lord and Savior. That's the most important thing to God. Obviously, with, to glorify him. So the easy thing for a sovereign God is he could have made us like robots. Well, I'm going to make them, I'm going to create them that they're going to automatically choose to receive Jesus. He didn't do that. He set up a system where he's like, if I give them enough information, they will on their own choose to do that. Yeah. A lot of us have chosen that path. And some people haven't, and we've got to work to do that. But he, God is about 
presented, giving us free will, that means we have an opportunity to choose. That's a sovereign God. And that's, he has a lot of trust in what he created, too. Because, unfortunately, some people have, have chosen not to engage with him. If you do this, you will live and multiply. The Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are about to enter. Now let's go to verse 19 and not 5. Today, I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, this guy saying, do you, do, you, do you choose life and death? I'm telling you, choose life. He said, oh, that you would choose life Amen. so that you and your descendants and might live. Yes. And so we're not just talking about life in terms of being above the ground, above six feet under kind of thing. We're talking about a life, which includes that, but we're talking about a lifestyle, meaning a life in Christ, a life in doing the things he wants us to do. Does that make sense? So that death isn't just talking about the physical death. He's talking about spiritual death in terms of being separated from him, doing things that are not like him. So, but we have a choice. God didn't create hell for us. But unfortunately, there are people going there because they have chosen not. You don't. Oh, you don't. A person does. Here, here, here's clearly. A person does not go to hell because of the bad things or the sins that they do. The only reason a person goes to hell is at the real basic level is that they have chosen not to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. You can have a person that gets straight A's, does everything in school, never mess with anybody. Cool. You take another person, let's just say it's in prison, kill five people, you know, all kind of bad stuff you think. If that person chooses that next day to receive Jesus, their Lord and Savior, and they continue with it, because that's the other part, we gotta continue with it and not fall away, then that person's going to hell. But that one that gets the A's never chooses to receive Jesus, that person, I mean, that person's going to heaven. I said it wrong. I'm sorry. That person's going to heaven. I'm sorry. That person's going to heaven. That one, that one. Woo, caught him right around. They can hold That's another bit of the Holy Spirit. He's like, what you saying? <laughs> that person's going to heaven. That person that went to jail is going to heaven. They choose to receive Jesus. But that person that's getting the straight A's, if they never mess with anybody, but they don't receive Jesus, that person's going to hell. That is the only reason. So that being the case, we have to do our part to help people, but God is still giving us a choice in every area of our life, amen? Including we can choose to believe that God can heal or we can choose to not to. God's not going to shake us up and down and you gotta believe, you gotta believe, you gotta believe. He wants it, he presents it. Alright, we gotta do it. Alright? Now, thus, in this series let's allow God to teach us something. You see here, allow God to make the case. You see it here. Allow God to make his case through this series and believe in God where people will get revelation and start progressing and believing that God is about healing. He's not about sickness, all right? Um, even the common cold, even that little ache you may have felt. We gotta get to the point like if we, if we feel an ache in our toe, let's not dismiss it. But you know, that you don't want it to lead to anything. Let's take care of that thing right now, amen? Right. All right, but if at the end a person still doesn't choose to believe that God can engage in healing, then we're going to keep loving on people and, you know, believe God they'll get it one day. And then they'll just go on loving God. Hey, guess what? They still be Christians. Does that make sense? If, if, if they are already Christians, there are, all right, so there are Christians that choose to believe in something and there are Christians who choose not to believe other things. So you can be a Christian who chooses to believe, who chooses to not believe in healing. 
That doesn't mean you're not going to heaven. You're still going to heaven. It just might mean that if they experience sickness down here, they're going to have a challenge in that area of their lives until they go to peace in heaven. So there are things, some things that Jesus came to do to help us in this area. Because God knows that all the negativity came through Adam. So while we're down here in this life, God, picture this. Before the fall of Adam, can we see Adam walking around with a broken arm? God wants us, and when Jesus came back, he came to bring us back to this point that Adam had before he the fall of man, before mm -hmm. he sinned. So if we can't see Adam walking around with pneumonia, then that should be us. The part that's intervened is Adam opened up that door, so we do have stuff in this world. So it could be that pneumonia could possibly come to people, but we gotta know, oh, my, my right, my privilege right as a son of God is that this doesn't belong on me. Mm -hmm. So I believe in God, this is removed from me, from yeah. pneumonia to AIDS to cancer to whatever. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Hey, guess the Bible yeah. still says all things are possible to those who believe. Not, right. not, not all things are possible except for AIDS. Cancer, AIDS, diabetes, high cholesterol, whatever the famous big ones, they are not bigger than God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Remember we already said, God's word is truth. What does the truth say? Does that make sense? All right. So let's, let's, in this series, let, let's allow God to make his case and believe, God, that people will progress in believing in healing and in where we are, that we progress in being solid even more. Does that make sense? All right, now. Now, let's, let's look at some questions that people tend to have. Is sickness from God, and does he want me healed? Because we've heard that. You know, people may have said that before. Well, you know, sometimes people think God wants them. God wants to teach people something. I'll put them in a car accident or oh, Jesus. putting a broken arm on them. Well, that's not biblically accurate. All right? So is sickness from God, and does he want me healed? Well, let's you reference some proof text here. Adam's sin. So we understand and you can go back to the other series about chronologically, and, and you know, uh, ending time in terms of chronologically living to the point we're living with God. We understood that everything, everything you can think of as negative in this world, all happened when Adam sinned. The door opened, death, and everything up, uh, about it came into this world system. The whole physical structure of this earth is still groaning and moaning for the sons of God. Does that make sense in terms of? when that transition happens. So that means this whole physical earth. So I know, uh, I'm messing by you up, Robin. I know, I know, I know people are doing, we, we get to the whole green earth and the whole, all those things. It's not gonna change God's plan because God's plan was sidetracked temporarily by, well, God's plan wasn't sidetracked by, you know, Adam's sin allowed it in the end. So this whole physical earth is messed up. They ain't no, don't, don't throw stones. There's no saving in this earth, all right? It's, it's, it's messed up the way it physically. But if you believe in God's plan, we're going to have a new heaven, a new earth, yeah. whatever you want anyway. So that being the case, but Adam's sin messed up. So everything negative, guess what? Insurance companies are wrong. There are no acts of God that are negative. That all came from Adam. That's tsunamis, tornadoes, people fighting, people getting killed, 9-11. That's all, it's all came from Adam's sin. Yeah. 
All right? So that being the case, so let's place, the, if you are going to blame, let's place the blame right squarely where it goes because God is not about those things. So that's where sickness and everything else that's negative came from. If you could look at the proof text there, uh, Genesis 2, 15 through 17, Genesis 3, 6 through 7, and 17 through 19. All right, so still answering the question, what's well, also revealed in Christ's payment for us? We already saw the scripture. Jesus Christ took stripes for us. So in particular, as it relates to that by his stripes we're healed. So that being the case, one of the answers to the question is no, because the reality is, why would Jesus take stripes specifically for that reason? Okay, so again, you can look at some proof text. Always remember, because people wonder is is, uh, is being healed, you know, God's will or is, you know, those kind of pieces. Always understand this, we learned this before, God's will is his word. A will tells you what a person wants. God's will is in his word. He tells us what he wants in his word, his word. So that being the case, it is God's will for us to be healed. You can also reference God, you can also reference Psalm 103, 1 through 4. Okay? So we have to understand from this question, the answer is God does not want us sick. He was not also the cause of sickness coming into the earth, nor one person's body. Alright? He does want to be healed. Now, let's look. Luke 9, 51 through 56, New King James Version. Now it came to pass when the time had come for him to be received up, that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face. And as they went, they entered a village of the Samaritans to prepare for him. But they did not receive him because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. The Samaritans and the Jews didn't get along, so they were like, oh, he's going to that place, so we ain't trying to mess with you, all right? And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them just as Elijah did? So they was like, they ain't trying to receive you? Oh, we get them. Let's get them. Let's call down some fire from heaven. Let's see what Jesus' response is, because if he was about sickness and about stuff negative happening to people, I think his response would be different. But he turned and rebuked them. He rebuked James and John and said, you do not know what manner of spirit you are of. For, that means because, for the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives. Come on, I think that helps answer the question as well. Like, did sickness come from God? Does he want us? Huh. But to save them. And they went to another village. So we got to understand, this is one of many scriptures that shows God, including his, through his son Jesus, did not, did not cause sickness and the desires for us to be healed. But again, we just answer some questions because you know, sometimes those questions are out there. But let's look at the truth and see what the truth says. Amen? Now, look at some more proof text. James 1 and 17, New King James Version. Every good gift and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. So that also says the opposite, which is bad stuff doesn't come from God. And good stuff don't come from the devil. Because all good and perfect things come from above. So, you know, last time I knew coronavirus wasn't a good gift. That ain't perfect. That ain't from God. That if God is the one giving good and perfect gifts and you feel a little challenged because you may have to be out of work for a week or two because of coronavirus, you can't be around people, you gotta uh, quarantine your crib, think about it. You're a, you're a husband, you can't be with your wife for three or four days. 
gun perfect? Oh, it is. Now, that being the case, so we got to know that didn't come from God. Okay? All right. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans. I love a lot of you know this. For I know the plans. Yes. This is God speaking. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster to give you a future and a hope. The plans God has for us are good. That means he's not causing us to get into a car accident. That's not. He ain't getting no glory out of that. Now, he can get glory from it, you know, but praising God for the healing from the car accident in terms of him delivering you from it and all those things, he gets the glory. But he didn't cause that. Just like he's not causing a common cold. That's why we can't even take the common cold for granted. Because that's not, you know, you, you can't be around your kids and you sneezing and all of a sudden now your kids got a cold. That's not, that ain't a good thing. Psalm 103, 1 through 4. You referenced it earlier. Let's look at here. Uh, the King James Version. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and, uh -oh, and forget not all his benefits. Here's just a few. Did you see that colon there, right? That means he's about to list some things. Who forgives all your iniquities. That's praise moment right there. And who heals all your diseases. Why would a God who puts sickness on us go back and wouldn't that make God look, look a little schizophrenic? Yep. Why, why, why would I give you a sickness and I'm come back and heal? Hmm. Oh. Who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. I think we, God is thoroughly answering this question that he does not give us sickness and he does want us heal. Amen? Yes. All right, all right, all right. Now, let's some more divine healing pieces. Jesus' healing ministry demonstrates God's will in action. Um, you hear God say it through altar call that we do sometimes. And well, when we do altar call, we sometimes say this piece, which is, if God wanted us sick, that means Jesus was a real disobedient son. Because mm. he went around healing people. Mm. But you can reference these, and we know Jesus was a disobedient son. But you can reference all these proof texts, and these are just a few. Some of these talk about, they make it clear that, hey, just to be clear, Jesus was there to do the Father's will. So we know stuff Jesus did was in line with what God wanted him to do. And in some other scriptures, there's a few examples of Jesus going around healing. That means if he was healing and he was doing what God wanted him to do, that must mean God wants us healed. That's right. Hmm. Sickness is not from God, neither does he get any glory from any person being sick. Nor does God call his sickness bad things to, to teach lessons. Let's, let's help advance that. Let's help advance that narrative, which is truth, which is God did, does not do things bad, period. But God did not put bad things on us to teach us lessons. Right. Now, can a person learn to glorify from a situation and learn that they need to, you know, have a close relationship with God? All those pieces can come, but God didn't do that to cause that. Right. You know, you... He has his word. He has the Holy Spirit. He doesn't have to put us in something negative because we teach us something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. His word and the Holy Spirit and Jesus teach us enough. Thus, it is not God's will for us to be sick. Okay? All right. So, let's go on to the next question. So, then, that being the case, we understand that we may have and we see people that have gotten sick. So, then, what are the reasons people get sick? We understood the broad piece was Adam's sin allowed sickness and all negativity into the earth. But then, on a practical day-to-day -day piece... How do people get in and get sick? Well, one is human error. That ain't the devil. It may not be the devil. Look, 
tell this story. I was about eight years old. So I'm, I'm riding. I used to have this uh, bicycle. And Ron and Joe, y'all might remember these. These were like, they, they had the, like the moon seats. Yeah. Over there, yeah. So I, so, <laughs> so I'm riding. It was red. I had the, uh, it was like the white moon seat. So I'm riding down. And uh, actually, my neighbor had his driveway was kind of like a like an elevated slope so i would ride up uh that driveway and then you know up and then ride down so one day i did it and i didn't turn fast enough and i went smack into that pole and we, they had these kind of poles in philly these that area of philly that weren't like the wooden ones like light poles we see these like the like a metal joint I went smack into that, so my nose and my mouth was bleeding. What? A, that wasn't God. That wasn't devil. I just, I just, that's human error. I ain't talking about you. I can't put that up. That's just human error. The angels. Look. So one. Look. If if you if we are walking around and we see somebody sneeze in their hand and we go, because sometimes you may not always see what people do when you don't see. But they sneeze in their hand, and then you happen to go to shake their hand. Mm. But you saw them sneeze in their hand? Mm. That's, that's human error. Mm. We can't put that, we definitely shouldn't put that on God. We can't put that on God. We, just, we, we saw it. Like, we saw it, and we went to go do that anyway. That's human error. So one reason people get sick is human error. And you can include other stuff, us, us not taking care of ourselves, and taking the vitamins, and all the other proactive things to do as well. All right? So, so one reason is just human error. Another is satanic oppression. You know, the devil can't pose us as believers, but he can try to oppress us. That makes sense? But he'll try to present things to, that can cause us, but we still have to be involved. We still have to take the bait. For those who are not yet Christians, he can severely oppress and possess. There you see some scriptures where you need know, the spirit of infirmity. That can't happen to us as believers, but it certainly can happen to those who aren't believers. Where one, one woman was uh, her whole back was bent over. Sometimes you may have seen those in the street where people are just like they they I don't want to mock it, but they're like their their back is bent, like almost like a T. That's the spirit of infirmity. We see that, man. We got the power of God. Let's pray and rebuke that. Jesus name. Cast that devil out. But either way, it's a satanic oppression. Okay. So another one is birth infirmities. All right. You can reference John nine two through three. Again, birth infirmities and Jesus proved there. It's not necessarily. It's not necessarily because something passed out in, you know, in terms of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? No, not genetics. It was, um, nah, um, curse. Yeah, curse. I'm thinking about another word for curse, but yeah. It's not necessarily because of that, although sometimes those pieces can pass down. That isn't broken by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Um, but there could be instances just because, again, we were born into the world, shaped in iniquity. And so that, so that being the case, sometimes there's just those things that happen because of the fall of Adam. Yeah. Sometimes babies are just born with, you know, birth, you know, defects or infirmities. Amen. All right. So these are just some of the reasons why people get sick. All right. Now, so what about medicine? Because we've heard that. Because you know, you may have seen things over the years where um, people have chosen not to take medicine or certain religious. Entities have avoided going to doctors and those things. Well, here is that's not God upon my heart, so I'm not going to. So, in terms of this particular local assembly, we're going to, we're going to teach what the word says, all right? So, um, 
medical care and you see a medical care and medicines and investigate the symptoms and their causes, um, that can help you target your faith. So it's, it's okay to go if you're led to take medicine on some things. Now, at the same time, God may tell you, you got a headache. Hey, just continue to believe in faith without the Tylenol. But that's between you and God. That doesn't make you less of a Christian or not. That's that makes right. sense. You just got to hear from God. All right. Your faith works on the root cause. So when you go to the doctor and he or she prescribes you some medicine, that's cool. It may help you with regards to the pain and those kind of pieces, but still stay in faith because you want to get, you want God to get at the root cause of the issue. And those medicine, those things can help in the meantime. All right. Now, here's the tease. This is where we, where sometimes well-intentioned people who had certain religious sects get a little off in this when we try to go so far. Your faith is not denying as an issue. The Bible says, call those things which be not as though you were, or not call those things. <laughs> not call those things they are as if they aren't. Like I said, if you got a person got a broken arm, you got a broken arm. Don't don't be so Yes, you can still say you are healed because you gotta call that forth because you're calling forth your future. Does that make sense? But don't deny you got a temporary in calling that forth because again we gotta receive it by faith. Whenever you ask when you pray, believe you receive it, that's spiritually, and you will have it. So you got to receive it spiritually. So if a person has a broken arm, they got to receive themselves healed. So yes, you can say, hey, I'm healed. I see my arm healed. Yeah. Don't deny the fact you got a physical broken arm. All right? So all it does is give an opportunity to give God a glory. All right? Faith is not not going to the doctor. If you look, God needs us around. So if that being the case, if you're led to go to the doctor, go to the doctor. It doesn't Amen. mean you're less than a Christian. Because your, your faith is in what God can do. You know what I mean? It's a piece. And also, faith is not not taking the medicine. If you're allowed to take medicine, be okay with that. Again, it's not to make you less than a Christian. Just be open to the fact there may be times where God may have you not take, again, the Tylenol or whatever. But you, that's between you and God. He's not going to say you're not going to heaven because of that. Does that make sense? But you got to, but just know, put your faith in God doing it, not put your faith in the medicine. You got it? So the medicine may help as a as a tool, but you gotta say, God, this is your doing. Guess what? I, who cares how God does it? I don't care whether it's by surgery or what, who cares how God does it. God will get the glory. Yes. And ain't that doctor that did the surgery and all that? Yeah, you can thank the doctor. Thank you, doctor, for allowing God to use your hands. You know what I mean? And put a nurse and what? They all tools. God gets the glory. Because either way, you came on the other side of that surgery. You came on the other side of that whatever. Amen. Therefore, you can still go to the doctors and take medicine. Um, just make sure you're giving God the glory for it. All right? Praise God. Praise God. Now, how is healing? How is healing ministered according to Scripture? Let's look at it. So, I'm just, you know, just referencing these proof texts. Uh, one way is by spiritual gifts of healing. Uh, that, that first Corinthians 12 goes to the nine gifts of the Spirit. We learned before when we talked about the gifts of the Spirit, those are as He wills. Those aren't ones we turn on at all. One of them is the gifts of healing. That's separate from, that's as he wills. That's separate from Symphony saying to someone that she knows, hey, let me pray and be in agreement with you with God removing the sickness from you. Because mm -hmm. she's just being in faith. Gifts of healing comes through the Holy Spirit in a particular moment for someone else. All right? Another is through anointing oil. In the record of John 5 and 14, that's that's a point of contact. So sometimes some physical things are used as a point of contact because sometimes people, um, they could use that point of something as a point of contact to help them connect in their faith with God. It's not a bad thing. It's, it's biblical. Okay? All right. Same, similar with regard to the anointing prayer calls. You can reference uh, Acts 19, 11 through 12. Okay? These are all points of contact. All right? 
laying on of hands, even that, even laying on of hands is people being okay with experiencing that. Uh, you may see people, uh, even pastors or ministers or whomever, uh, laying hands on people. That's fine too, that's, that's in the word, all right? Sometimes people, sometimes people uh, can receive that that way because they, they need to feel that connection. They need to experience that to help them in their bridge of believing God in their area, and that's fine too, all right? Also, um, do elders of the church, all right? So the Bible says, when you're sick of money, you call for the elders of the church. So you may have a need, you do the altar call, and in terms of God uh, working through me, but God, we I stand in agreement for God removing. It's not Pastor Mike. It's God removing the issue from your already healed body. All right. All this uh, now. This these are places where I believe God wants to get all of us to, though, because I may not be there Tuesday at work with you. Does that make sense? You may not have that prayer call with you on Wednesday at the basketball game or the oil with you. So what do you do then? All right. You don't have to wait a couple more days. Now, those things are all biblical. But let's see if we can progress and get to this point where some of these pieces that we, you know, healing comes through speaking the word of God. All right? You can reference Mark eleven twenty three. He said you can say to this mountain. All right? That's so one of the many weapons that we have is we can ask God for things, but we can also speak for things. Amen. Amen. All right, so praise the Lord. All right. Another is the prayer of faith. We can ask God for things. So these these are all without anyone else. So if you're too again, you're you know, Thursday morning at, at the gym, all of a sudden happens, you don't, you don't see nobody go spiritual around. Guess what? You you have these tools right here to say, all right, let me believe God for myself. Amen? Also, prayer of agreement. All right, now, you don't necessarily need another person, but prayer of agreement is another powerful tool. Whether you're a husband and wife or friends and another person, you can be colleagues that love the Lord. Hey, prayer of agreement. It says, if any two agree on earth about anything they ask, it shall be done by my Father which is in heaven. That's a powerful, that is a powerful tool that God has given us. You find another believer, let's get agreement about this thing. Amen? All right, so this, this, this some areas. So, today is part one of the series. I'm going to go ahead and conclude. And so let's just make sure that we are embracing. If we've already believed that God can heal, pray the Lord, allow this series to help strengthen that further because we can all continue to beat and grow and, and learn some pieces. And here's the next thing. Share with other people, because you may know some people that may be going through a, a health challenge or may not be at a level yet where either they're connecting with Jesus or they um, haven't yet believed in healing. Well, you can be that avenue to help bridge that. Does that make sense to help them connect with God and say, hey, here's a huge promise that God has given through his son that you don't have to walk around like that. We could be in agreement, all right? And we'll talk about timing later, all right? Because you... Sometimes we can get caught up in the timing, and then sometimes people leave God. It has to happen instantaneously. But we always want to believe God in the end result, whether whether it's the instantaneous or whether it's over time. It doesn't matter, God got. Amen? All right, let's give God glory. Amen.